Hello, welcome to the Art of Health podcast, where we dive deep into the art of unlocking your true potential and transforming your health, aesthetic, and performance. I'm your host, Marie Steffen, a health and fitness coach with over a decade of experience in this field. In this podcast, I share my best tips, valuable insights, and the wisdom gained from coaching thousands of people like you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of What Would Marie Do? This is one of my favorite formats because I am giving my best advice to one of my listeners' questions. So I always ask on Instagram what type of fitness-related questions you might have and then I will address one of the topics here that is usually addressing most of you out there. So I try to use a question where I think many of you can benefit from when I give my answer and advice to that. If you have any questions that I should address, then please send me your story, your background with eating, with training, and your question where you feel helpless or need some support to my email that you find in the description below or as an Instagram DM. And I'm happy to give you my best advice in one of my next episodes if I will choose your question. My goal with this podcast format is to serve you as a free consultation based on your personal questions regarding your fitness goals. But now let's dive in today's question of our listener Fabi. Hey Marie, I have not had my period for a long time. I stopped taking the pill one year ago. I'm 33 years old and not on the weight at all. My weight is 68 kilos and I'm 1 meter 74 centimeters tall. I used to train too much and had a lot of stress at work. I was able to reduce the stress and my workout load as well from previously seven times one to one and a half hours of training, cardio strength and hit. I've reduced my training to four to five times light strength training for 30 minutes. I lost 10 kilograms of body weight four years ago and was really happy with the way I looked at that weight. But now I'm almost back at my previous weight and feel super uncomfortable. I don't want to gain more weight, but I want to get my period back. What would you do? Cut out training completely or the best, Fabi? Hey Fabi, thank you first of all so much for your trust and for sharing your current struggle regarding your period. First, I want to tell you that every second woman struggles with irregular or no cycles. So there could be many underlying reasons for it. But it does make sense to look first at obvious lifestyle factors that correlate with irregular cycles. Often women who are very sporty and conscious of their eating behaviors don't even know that overdoing it can lead to hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is the smart term for the absence of a period due to too much stress, underfueling, overtraining or a combination of all of them. Many women who have no cycles due to HA know that something might be off but are also enjoying the fact that they don't have to deal with the monthly bleeding and potential PMS symptoms. But I want to tell you that having no period is not good unless you're postmenopausal where it's normal that we don't have our period anymore at one point. We have hormones for a reason. They are important for our hair, skin and bone health. 
estrogen is especially important to prevent osteoporosis, which is when bone density decreases. That means without estrogen, we have a higher risk of bone damage. But our female sex hormones are also crucial for our mood and mental state. And of course, without a cycle that has an ovulation phase, we are not fertile and can't get pregnant. I'm just making you aware of it because I know that many people within the fitness bubble suffer from hypothalamic amenorrhea as I did. I had it due to four years of international bodybuilding where I had to be at a really low body fat percentage. And although I didn't have to lose tons of weight because I could hold my weight for the whole time almost, I was in a so-called relative caloric deficit or relative energy deficiency, which means that the body has too little calories to keep all functions of the body active. Fabi, you mentioned that you gained weight and that you should have enough body fat. But here's the thing, while a low body fat percentage correlates with hypothalamic amenorrhea, it's not always the cause. If your metabolism adapted to a low calorie intake that's too little for your body to reproduce hormones, then it could still be that you eat too little even though your body fat is fine. In my previous podcast episode, How to Increase Your Metabolism, I explained the whole ripple effect of undereating and how the metabolism slows down to prevent us from essentially dying. I also explained in detail how you can reverse this effect. So for you, Fabi, the first step is to look at your caloric intake, eating behavior and meal timing. To reduce stress on your body, I recommend having a small meal or snack within the first hour of waking up before your first coffee. Also, fasting should be avoided throughout the day, so make sure you eat something every three to four hours. And secondly, we want to ensure you're eating enough carbs and fats. While protein is super important too, it's not king over carbs and fats. We need to have all macronutrients in place, which will vary for everybody based on your activity level, age and many other factors. But eating too little carbohydrates and fats is often one of the underlying reasons someone is missing their period. That's because carbohydrates increase serotonin levels, which are linked to less stress. And a lot of stress is also a common reason for period loss. And denying carbohydrates can bring your body into a state of extreme stress and survival mode. And when we are in survival mode, our hypothalamus gets the signal to conserve energy for the dangerous situation it's currently in, causing it to shut down functions like menstruation and other reproductive functions. So carbs, but also dietary fats play an essential role in the production of hormones, including estrogen. Of course, we want to focus on healthy fats like oil, nut butters, nuts, seeds, fatty fish, avocado, and many others. A good guideline is a minimum of one gram per kilogram body weight or around 20% of your total calorie intake. If you're not sure about your optimal caloric requirements and macros, then you can use my nutrition app, the Art of Health app, linked in the description below and choose the goal muscle building slash reverse diet to start your period recovery journey or muscle building journey. I've developed an algorithm that will give you weekly adjustments of your calories based on your weight, 
digestion, recovery, stress levels, hunger levels, and even your mental readiness to increase the calories. So if you're, for example, afraid to increase your calories, the coach takes it a little slower to make it approachable for you. But of course, we never want to go too slow because if you're suffering from hypothalamic amenorrhea, underfueling, or if you have a regular cycle but realize that you are not eating enough because you're afraid to add more calories, then you should not wait any longer but address this problem to live a better quality of life a healthier and happier life. And if you need some inspiration of how to build a meal that's healthy and where we have all macronutrients, then feel free to download my free meal prep guide with healthy and delicious recipes. And you will find the link in the description below. After we address calories, macros and meal frequency, I want you to be honest with yourself and ask yourself if there is still a mindset or a fear of eating certain foods and why. Do you have a high food focus and restrict yourself in some ways or question whether you should eat something or not? Because this is mental and physical stress for your body, which can be the leading cause for the absence of your period. And I want to tell you from my experience with many clients that it's not always necessary to gain weight if you're already at a healthy body fat percentage. Sometimes just a change of macros or slightly adding more calories, changing the meal frequency or eating foods that you were once afraid of eating can be the key without your body gaining weight. And many clients of mine lost weight because they were less stressed and their metabolism came out of preservation mode. And I'm not saying that everybody loses weight when eating more or differently. I'm saying that this could be the case for you and it wouldn't surprise me. Next, I want to talk about your training. You already admitted that you were training too much and I agree because you didn't have any rest day and we should at least have one complete rest day. Since you already changed your training to do a little less, I can just agree with your plan. Training six times a week for 30 minutes should be fine. And I don't think you need to stop training. I never had to do this with my clients because again, it's mostly about energy availability. Your period is not absent because you're training. It's because you're not providing enough energy and nutrients. As long as you're eating enough, you should be able to train in a healthy way with rest days included. And I don't know if you have seen it, but I have many new home workouts on YouTube that might be optimal for you because they are 30 to 40 minutes long, including warm up and cool down and focus on building strength and lean muscle mass. I will link my complete workout playlist in the description below if you or anybody else of my listeners want to try them. The only type of training that I suggest you hold on to during your period recovery are cardio-based workouts and high-intensity workouts because they can have a faster negative impact on your period if your cycle is not regular yet. But it doesn't mean you need to stop them completely. Just stay away from six times per week HIIT training or cardio training and focus mostly on general strength training. If you want to do a cardio training once in a while, then I recommend you doing zone two or maximum three cardio training 
and you should be fine again as long as you're eating enough. And you could also include more walks during the day that could help you mentally with the fact that you are training less. But remember that walking also burns calories, so you need to come up for these calories that you are burning with these extra walks. Just keep that in mind. And step three is reflecting on whether there has been anything in the past years that significantly impacted your life. Something that threw you off emotionally. A big chapter or a traumatic event that you might even suppress. Stored emotions and traumas can also affect your nervous system and can cause internal stress. You already mentioned that work was one factor and that you could resolve it, which is amazing. But use the time to see if there is anything else to ensure nothing is blocking your system or is still in your head or maybe there's another root cause for what happened at work. And you might yawn at this point because I'm mentioning it, I guess, in every podcast episode, but not only stress, but also sleep, which are strongly connected, is so important for your period. And it's so neglected for every health issue that people have. That's why I'm saying it over and over again. So make sure to get seven to eight hours of sleep every night, which I discussed more in my previous episode. I gave you some tips how you can improve your sleep and the quality but there are also many books out there many scientific books and ways that guide you to a better sleeping schedule and a better quality of sleep because we don't only want to focus on the duration but also the quality it should be uninterrupted you should get as much deep sleep as possible and you should feel rested. So I won't get into this in today's episode, but in my previous episode of how to increase your metabolism, I mentioned a few tips that are essential for good and quality sleep. And when we go further down the line, when we look at sleep and emotional stress, both can affect your gut health too. But there are of course, also other countless reasons for gut health issues. But if your gut health is not optimal right now and you suffer from pain, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, etc., then this could be an indicator of your hormone issue too because there is actually a gut hormone connection. So certain gut bacteria are involved in metabolizing hormones. So now you see the link between all lifestyle behaviors, not only food and body fat percentage, but also activity levels, emotional stress, your gut health, everything is intertwined. Gut health issues can stem from emotional stress or sleep deprivation as well. So now imagine your body was just getting too little food and was too stressed because of overtraining and that led to poor sleep and poor recovery and a stress signal in your body. And now with that knowledge, you eat, let's say 200 to 300 calories more per day, train a little bit less, which results in less stress, better recovery, less inflammation, better gut health, better sleep, and kickstart your hormonal reproductive system. So I'm just saying this to make you aware of the whole effect of your whole system from one little component and this could be your solution it's not always a big thing you need to change it's oftentimes 
little things that add up and then cause an either negative or positive outcome. Everything you have done in the past years has led to the current situation. You took the pill for several years, so it takes time until the synthetic hormones are out of your system and understands that it needs to reactivate its own reproductive system again. That's why you can't expect your body to change within a couple of weeks. In my scenario, for example, it took me one and a half years after I quit the pill and also increased my calories that I got my period back. It's super different for everybody and I had clients who got their period back after a month, after two weeks, after one year, after six months. But be aware of the fact and be fair to your body that your body needs time to reproduce hormones and that everything you did in the past also <laughs> took time. So just don't stress so much about it that it needs to happen tomorrow. If all changes don't show any results in the next three to six months, I want you to get your blood, sex hormones and thyroid checked. Of course, you can also do this right now if you want to exclude other potential underlying reasons such as PCOS, hypothyroidism or other hormonal issues. But I have a feeling that doing all the steps beside the checkup is a good idea for you no matter what and you will elevate your quality of life. Thanks again, Fabi, for sharing your story and for your trust and please Keep me posted on your journey. I would be more than happy to hear how it goes once you get your period back, of course. It's a big struggle that I dealt with myself, so I'm more than happy to support you guys who deal with it too. And I hope this episode was a guideline of the things you can already start doing yourself to regulate your hormones. Thank you so much, guys, for listening again. Thank you so much for your positive reviews and your comments and your Instagram DMs. I love hearing how the podcast already had a positive impact on your life. And if you have any fitness-related questions that I should address in my next What Would Marie Do episode, then shoot me an Instagram DM or an email. And I'm more than happy to help you along your way and support you on your journey. So stay strong and flexible. I see you in the next one.